from Discovery Plus. Um, <laughs> as the man uh, spoke on Friday, I was sorry I wasn't here. I, I watched that online. That was an awesome message. But um, I want to get a couple things out of the way first. Um, I know you mentioned it. Uh, I'd like to throw in another plug on the Tuesday talks. If you're not in involved on that, please come because it's a chance for um, for members to um, have a say and, and say something. Everybody speaks, and um, you know uh, whatever God's impressing on your heart and what is pulled out of those scriptures that we're reading. It's it's a chance for everybody to share. So I wanted to throw that plug in uh, because I think it's. It's really important to this church's growth. And um, so what I got to about 1.30, Pastor? I'm a talker. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, had to throw a joke out there. <laughs> there you go. But I want to say, um, first of all, too, uh, we were talking about, me and Pastor Brad, talking about the expectation and the excitement in this place today. I, you know, I feel like a team that is starting out the game 100 points ahead. Um, I, was, I, I stand in back most of the time, uh, watch the door and do that, and that's kind of my job where God has placed me in this place, at this time anyway. And um, I just, just watching you know, what's going on and the, and the level of expectation, it, it was just unreal. And, and uh, man, I mean, it goes along with the message of... of of what I'm going to speak about today is is uh, when we have that expectation, God is going to show up, <laughs> and and it is it is awesome. There is nothing like being in the presence of God. Um, so uh, a little quick story about how this came about was, uh, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to share. Well, first, I wanted to share. You know, uh, God showed me. Kind of yesterday, and then was, was speaking more today about, um, you know, uh, the last couple years, uh, 20 and 21, you know, it was just a lot of discouragement, um, a lot of bad things happening. And, um, you know, and he, he was telling me today because we've been watching uh, one of our members uh, just had a baby, and uh, we've had like, what, six, seven babies here lately? And, and life. Is is coming into the world, and um, you know, it just—it's so awesome how God works, and and this church was making a difference in those bad times. I know Pastor Brad got up and spoke, and and the things that God was doing in in lives and families around St. Joe and stuff was huge, in a time that seemed desolate and and in disappointment, and um, so you know, our God is big. And nothing can stop him, you know. Is anybody here excited about Jesus? <laughs> Amen. I am. Woo. He is good. So how this all came about was um, me and my parents uh, do Bible studies a lot of times, and um, together. And um, and I thought, you know, God was saying, what an awesome, you know, wealth of knowledge. There's over a hundred years of Bible knowledge in my parents. Together, so you know the Bible talks about going to the elders to seek seek wisdom, and um, you know, so a lot of times my dad has taught me growing up from a youth, you know, 
go to uh, the elder, you know. Uh, like when you go to um, Ace Hardware, don't go look for the young kid. And it's nothing against against the young against the young kid. It's he doesn't have a wealth of knowledge, but you could go to the man, you know, that's that's up there in age, and um, a lot of times he can he can lead you to the right thing you're looking for a lot better. And so, um, you know. So we, uh, we, we started going through the book of Romans, and we got to chapter 4, and it just, some of Paul's writings can be kind of hard to understand, you know, and, and so I went back and studied again, whatever, and then I came to them and I said, can we just do just a, you know, another hardcore study on 4, because it's like, I want to understand this, and um, so we sat down, and I felt like God just kind of opened it up and, and revealed it in that moment, and uh, so I text Pastor Brad, and I said, I got a message. <laughs> I was like, God gave me a message out of nowhere, and I wasn't expecting it, and um, I was like, you know, this is awesome, and um, just, you know, it has a lot to do with, with you know, our walk, and, um, and our faith walk, and so I was going to throw out, um, it's very important to me always, um, I was sharing that with somebody this morning, that uh, give a scripture reference and where it is whenever you mention things in the Bible. So um, this is just to start this out. In 1 Corinthians 2.1, you know, Paul says that I come not with the excellent of speech. So, so what I'm saying is, is if you're expecting a perfect speaker, I'll have to give your money back at the end. <laughs> so um, I come, come not with excellent of speech, but I come um, with the power of the Holy Ghost um, praying that the anointing fall on me, speak through me, and it touches people's lives. And uh, that is my heart and my wish in this. So uh, my text is going to be from um, Romans chapter 4. I'll read the whole passage and then we'll walk through um, a few things that God gave me on this scripture. So it says, uh, What then shall I say that Abraham, um, our father, has found according to... Uh, to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are counted uh, as grace, but uh, or not as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and those whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received 
the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, uh, though they are uncircumcised, that the righteousness might be imputed to them also, and the father of circumcision to those or and the father of circumcision to those who are not only are circumcised, but those who walk in the steps of the faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to the seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. But the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all, all the seed, um, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who, whom he, or he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he strengthened or was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for him or his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also to us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. May God have a blessing of the reading and the hearing of his word. Um, so, you know, it brought about the thought of, you know, what, what is faith? You know, faith is just simply believing God. It's believing, 
believing what God has told us. And I think, you know, God comes, uh, speaks to us in several different ways. And, um, you know, one way is through the Scripture, and then another way is through people. You know, and then, and then there was times uh, in our lives that He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, uh, we need all of those outlets. Um, let's see. Hold on. I don't find much. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, Scripture that I thought went along, where does our faith come from? Uh, Galatians uh, 3.19 I think I have in a, or 320. I don't know. Do we have that one? Okay. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, so the cool part I thought in this was God didn't leave it up to us. He gave us the faith of Christ. It's not our faith. It's, you know, it's the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And so it's Jesus' faith that we live by because if it was our faith, we would fail. I mean you know, every time. And so, um, you know, so Abraham, you know, it says that he was counted righteous because of his belief. So, so faith is just simply just believing God. And, and, and so God has shown me in the last while because of this message come about a while back, and then I think I needed that time to see some things. Some different people that I've came across and talked to, you know, I think, you know, why don't they have faith? But a lot of times I think it's, they don't know the Scriptures. We have to know the Scripture to know the heart of God, to have faith, you know, in, in, in what we're going to believe in. I mean, we got to know. So it's so important that we get this Scripture in our heart and in our mind so that we can know the heart of God and then it it's going to help us walk by that faith, you know. And um, so, bear with me and get back to my text. Like I said, I'm not a professional at this yet. Um, let's see. I didn't know if I was going to go old school or new school um, with the, the phone or the, or the Bible. Um, so, uh, another text that I got is Ephesians uh, chapter 2, 8 and 9. I don't know. Yeah, okay, we have that one up. Um, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so, 
in the first part of this text in Romans, um, it said that um, that for if Abraham was justified by works, you know, something that he did, when it's talking about works, it's like something that we can do, you know, helping somebody across the street, you know, um, serving somebody in some way. If that is what saved us, that would make um, Christ of no effect. Uh, it, it would it would void um, what he did at the cross. And so it says for um, if Abraham was justified by works, he had done or he would have something to boast about, you know. But not before God. I like how it makes that that plain because you know we we. None of us can stand before God and say, hey, look at me, you know. Um, but God seeing Christ through us um, is, is what saves us. Um, so, and then I like, um, it was like in 7 through 12, it explains, you know, that, um, you know, blessed is the man that sin is not imputed to us. And... Um, it was like, what does that mean exactly? Uh, you know, imputed would be laid at our charge, you know. Um, I mean, thank God that we don't have to pay for the sin that we've committed. Thank God that, that God gave us a Savior to take that sin upon Himself. Uh, wow, I mean, I can't imagine. Uh, you know, the Bible describes when Jesus was hanging on that cross and um, and God laid the sin of the world on him. I mean, what he must have been feeling and went through uh, was un, unreal. And so, thank God that we never have to experience that. Um, God made a way that we never have to experience that. Um, let's see, my next text... Galatians 3.8 And the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preaching or preached the Gospel to Abraham um, beforehand saying, In you all nations shall be blessed. And um, this is a very important Scripture for me um, early, earlier on in my growth. Um, I thought it was really neat, and, and there's some other text, I didn't go back and look all this up, where it explains that, that you know, I believe that God laid out um, the gospel to Abraham. He explained to him fully what was going to happen, that, um, that through him and his seed, he was bringing about a Savior, and you know, a, a man I used to do Bible study with, he'd always say, you know, has it ever occurred to you that nothing ever occurs to God? You know, and if you ponder that for a while, it's just, it's an awesome thought because, you know, God doesn't have aha moments, you know. He had a plan from the very foundation, you know, from the very, very beginning. And the plan was Jesus. The plan was salvation. And, and so he used Abraham you know, I believe because because Abraham was a man that was just going to believe God. 
<laughs> and um, and I'll get to a point that explains how um, you know it says he never faltered in in the belief of the promise, but um, let me see. Go old school or new school for just a second. Um, yeah, I didn't know which I would like more, you know, because <laughs> I haven't I haven't preached in a while. I have preached before, believe it or not, but it has been a while. Um, you know, so you know, we all kind of know that Peter was was a um, an apostle to the to the Jews, you know, and Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles, and. Um, you know, I just think it's it's so awesome how God works. And, you know, thousands of years before Jesus even came, you know, we were in the plan. And and the and the neat thing is 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 Abraham also was was a heathen. He was he was um he was uncircumcised, he was just of the world. And God came to him and then he built um Israel through Abraham, you know, so um, so he used him, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, Abraham woke up one day and was some great pastor, you know. Um, I mean, he was a man of the world, but he was a man who believed God. And so then um, in Romans 4, you know, 13 through 18, you know, kind of explains the promise um, you know that that through Abraham, the promise would come, and it, it is like what was the promise? You know, well, the promise was the Savior was going to come through His seed, and um, uh, I mean the gospel message. You know, uh, it was going to come through through Him, and um, and then in uh, you know nineteen and twenty, you know, you know. Uh, at, most people know the story where you know him and um, and Sarah they were hoping for a child and and um, uh, this was one part that confused me and then it, it got kind of straightened out in 19 it was saying being weak in faith he did not consider his own body um, although he was a uh, hundred years you know and you know he was believing God for a child for a long time and then they were very old when when Isaac finally came and um, I just thought you know wow I can't imagine having a child at this age I can't imagine being a hundred and uh, you know wow <laughs> um, let's see it says in 20 it says he did not waver in the promise uh, through unbelief and you know so, like I said, the promise was he wavered in, in some other things in his life, you know, um, with uh, Ishmael. Um, he made some mistakes. <laughs> um, but the, the, what it's talking about here, and he did not waver in the promise, was he knew that, that uh, God was going to bring that promise through his seed. And, and that is what he did not waver in. Um, you know, so I think, I think to us, you know, 
Um, did I get that scripture? Yes. Uh, Philippians uh, 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, so the thing that, that we need to keep our faith in and, and believe in is that God has started a work in each and every person here. And He is going to finish that. And, and that is a promise. And just like Abraham had the promise that, that Christ was going to come through him, through his seed, that you know, we can believe that God is going to finish the work that he has started. And so, you know, I want this to be a message of encouragement to each person in this church. Man, God is doing big things in this church. I just, I, I love every week. I, I hate missing, you know. Uh, I hated not being here last week because, and watching the messages online, and it was like, wow, you know, it just, I wish I was sitting there because uh, some great things were coming forth. Um, that was one of the best messages out of Judges I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was amazing to me. Uh, and, um, you know, each and every person in here, God has a plan for your life. And He wants to use you. And, and everybody is being equipped with gifts that the body of Christ needs. And, you know... You might think to yourself, you know, you're insignificant that, you know, I have nothing to share. And that is so not true. I want to encourage every person, you know, to get with God through prayer and, and time alone with Him and find out what is, what is your gifting. And let this church know. So that, let, let the pastors know, let the leaders know, you know, that, Hey, you know, I feel like God has gifted me in this area because this world needs your gift. You know, um, whether you're, you're super young or super old, you know, look at, look at Abraham at 100 years old, going to have a child, you know. And um, God was still working in his life. And, and as Pastor Brad has said before, seeing all these babies born shows us that God is not done. He's not done with us. Life is still coming into this world. And, and you know, in those babies, it's important that we, we pray for them, we believe, you know, for them, that, that one day we're going to baptize them, like, like what we seen the other day. Uh, you know, what, 21 baptism, was it? Uh, and at, at 23. And as a church, we've, we need to still just continue to pray and believe for those people that God is going to birth forth out of them the gift that he has to share with this church, with this body, with this community. Um, and we make a difference in this community, in this state, and then go forth and make a difference in this world. You know, um, so everybody has a job to do. There's enough work for everybody. You know, it's not two or three people in the church's job. It's everybody's job to, to bring what they have, you know. In, in the Old Testament times, um, you know, the community, they would come together and they would bring what they have, you know. This man would grow corn or this man would grow wheat, you know. They would bring their gifts forth and share. 
And, and so, and today, you know, we all have a gift of, of um, going and praying with somebody in the hospital, maybe. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, hopefully one day we'll break open like we were talking earlier. Go to the prisons. Go speak to people that need to hear the good news, that need to hear the gospel, that need to, to birth that, uh, that faith. And then they come forth, and um, you know. And so, I see that, that you know what what Abraham received there, and what's counted as righteousness, is the same thing that took place in each one of our lives. Whenever, whenever the Holy Spirit was revealing Christ to us, and the message was shared to us, and we believed on that day, then that that faith, that measure of faith, that it says in the Bible that, and I didn't get that reference. I'm sorry. Um, God has given us all a measure of faith and, um, and that measure of faith. And, it, and it's not for us to hold and just <laughs> sit in our own little world and, and um, you know, hope everything just works out for us. It's to go and give to this world, to go and share. And, and you know, there's people all over this world, you know, that need to hear what you have to say. And, and each person in here reaches different people in different places and different times. And I didn't plan on this going this way. So, um, this wasn't in my notes. But, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage each person, like I said, to, to go and share. And, and um, you know, Pastor Brad, last week I, I listened to the message and, and was talking about praying, you know. Get in your prayer closet and... Um, and pray, pray for this church, pray for the babies, you know, that have been born. Um, like he said, if you have nothing else to pray about, pray about the church, you know. Um, you know, pray for, pray for those that have just been baptized, that, you know, that, um, you know, that, you know, Satan is not going to get a foothold in their life and, and, um, and that they are going to walk in victory, you know, like we're called to. And, uh, you know, which leads to the last part of, uh, of Romans 4, you know, which I think is the good news, you know, um, kind of 19 through 25, you know, is explaining that, um, you know, that through this faith, uh, the good news at 24, but, uh, also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in Him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. You know, so, um, you know, what awesome news that, you know, Jesus died on that cross so that we don't have to suffer that death. And, you know, and we got to tell this world that, <laughs> you know, it's important that each and every person, you know, hear this news. And each person in here has the, the, the ability and that gift to go forth and share that. And, um, you know, uh, I didn't write that scripture reference down either, but, you know, Paul talks about... Uh, you know, each person, 
We're all ministers. Everybody here is a minister. When we say yes to Christ and we believe and we receive that measure of faith, we all become ministers. Now, we're not all pastors. We're not all, you know, uh, prophets and, you know, teachers and all those things. But we all at that point become a minister with the ability to go forth and share the love of God and the good news. And, and I really love, you know, the heart of this church and what God has placed in Pastor Brad and Walker, you know, about us learning to, through the scriptures and through each other, to walk as Jesus did. I think it's, it's so important that we get that in our lives and, and, and become more and more like Christ. Because this world needs that. They need us to become like Jesus. You know, because they're lost and they're, and they're dying. And, you know, um, we have a responsibility to, to become more and more like Jesus every day. And, well, um, yeah, I think that's it. What, what time are we? Oh! I even made it on time. I, I figured it might go longer because I am a talker. Um, anybody that knows me very, very well knows that uh, that it would be hard to keep compete with me in a, in a talking. Uh, I love to talk, and um, you know, I think uh, that's one of my many gifts. Is God has given me a gift of gab, and um, you know, so I just I want to become. Or with that, I, you know, I need to strive to become more and more like Jesus. So that gift of gab, you know, hopefully out there will impact a life, you know, for eternity. And um, not, not just a gab, just a gab, but to gab to, to impact lives for Christ. And um, so I, uh, 